Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. We're going to be doing a two-hour thing. I'm starting off the first half. Uh, the ginger should be up here at about six o'clock, and we're going to be doing uh, we're going to be doing the Santa episode, not Santa sabotage. It's going to be uh, the winter solstice. We're going to be talking about Saint Nick, and Santa Claus. But first, we're going to hit tablet ten of the Lost Book of Enki. It's been a while. Uh, just finished nine. We got two more tablets to go. So I'm going to read as much of 10 as I possibly can before the ginger gets here. We're going to shut it down and then we'll be back for basically the second half of this. So uh, hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Why is Joe's Michael jacked up? I need to get rid of his little baby bitch headphones. He's got small little head, small little ears. So let's get into the 10th tablet. Again, the synopsis of the 10th tablet. The mystery emissary appears to Enki in a dream vision. Enki is told to save mankind through his son, Zizudra. Uh, Wait a minute. I feel like I read this one. Maybe I did read this one, didn't I? Can't be sure if I read this one. Uh, Yeah, I think I did read the 10th tablet. Now that I... uh, Damn, I can't remember where the hell I left off. I'm going to have to look. Pardon, guys. Uh, I did that inky tablet. The rest of nine. How far did I go with that, though? I think I just did nine. Oh, yeah. I don't think we we did get to the Great Flood. Uh, this one is... Uh... Give me a second, brothers. Is that table really big or is George really small? I'm small. I'm a little guy. <laughs> Don't start this shit, Garrett, please. Oh, I got your message today. Uh, Garrett, he, uh, he messaged me. Uh, today sucked. I had a, uh, a unit of molding fall off the back of my truck because they strapped it like shit in the yard. And uh, I was on the side of the road all day. So it's what the hell I was doing. Um, trying to just uh, get back here, see where I left off. Yeah, I read this. Definitely did. So uh, I'm going to have to make a correction there because I am on the 11th tablet. I'll correct that afterward after I'm done doing it. But uh, 11th tablet. 
the spaceport's land, Tillum, is declared a neutral zone. It is granted to Ninma, who is n- renamed Ninursag. Marduk gets the Dark Lands, the Enlilites, the Olden Lands. Marduk's grandsons quarrel. Satu murders Ansar, impregnating herself. Ansar's wife, Asta, bears Huron. In aerial battles over Tilman, Horon vanquishes Satu. The Enlilites deemed it prudent to prepare another spaceport. Enki's son, Demuzi, and Andinana, Enlil's granddaughter, fall in love. Fearing the consequences, Marduk causes Demuzi's death, seeking his body. Inanna puts is put to death, then resurrected. Interesting. Inanna launches a war to seize and punish Marduk. The Enlilites break into his hideaway in the Great Mount. Uh, they seek, uh, that must be the Temple Mount. They seek the seal. They seal the uppermost chamber to entomb Marduk alive. Marduk's wife, Serapant, and his son, Nabu, plead for his life. Ningazida, knowing the mountain's secrets, reaches Marduk. Marduk, his life spared, goes into exile. Enki and Enlil divide Earth among their other sons. It is interesting uh, that if you don't think the, the, um, uh, pyramids are older than they actually are if you could see this book i know it's kind of far away but uh, it is a basically two pyramids and in between is the eagle and it was the triumph of ninurta in the great pyramids so it just goes to show you how far back that the uh, they're made i'm gonna crack this beer and uh let's get into the 11th tablet praise to ninursag the, uh, on earth, the peacemaker. In unison, the Anunnaki proclaimed. During the first Shar of, after the deluge, remember Shar's 3,600 years, Ninursag to cool tempers managed. Nibiru, with gold to resupply, was overambitious in rivalries mount. Slowly, the earth to teem with life returned, with the seeds of life Enki preserved. Remember, he, uh, he saved all the seeds of life by basically taking their life essences as well. Uh, we're doing right now um and all the plants and everything he saved uh what by itself survived was augmented on land and in the air and waters most precious of all the anunnaki discovered were mankind's own remnants as in bygone days when the primitive workers were created the anunnaki few and strained for civilized workers now clamored Pull this a little bit forward if I can. By the time the first char after the deluge was completed, the peaceful truce by an unexpected occurrence was shattered. Not between Marduk and Inerta, not between Enki and Enlil clans was this eruption. Between Marduk's own sons by the Igigi embedded was tranquility broken. So this is Marduk's kids. When Marduk and Serapant and their sons and daughters on Lamu, which is Mars, we've talked about. The deluge outweighed the two sons, Ansar and Satu, to the daughters of Shamgaz, the Igigi leader, a liking took. When to earth they all returned, the two brothers and the two sisters espoused. Ansar, the, the one called Asta, chose. Satu, the one called Nebat, bethroned. Ansar, with his father Marduk, in the dull-hued lands to abide, chose. Dull-hued. 
in the dark hued, excuse me, the dark hued lands to abide chose. Satu, nearing the landing place where the Agigi dwelt with Shamgaz, his dwelling maid. About the domains on earth was Shamgaz concerned. Where shall the Agigi, the masters, be? So did Shamgaz and the other Agigi in sight, that of Nibat to Satu daily spoke. So they're basically asking, where in the hell, um, where, where are the Agigi who no longer can be on Mars? Uh, where can they live? Or, uh, great, we got, a, we got a spammer. Hold on, let me, uh, let me just block this person. Uh, report and it is spam content spam boom done all right continuing on uh, <clears throat> by staying with his father ansar the successor alone shall be the fertile lands he will inherit so did shamgaz to his daughter nebat to satu day after day say how the succession in the land in the hands of Satu alone to retain father and daughter schemed. On an auspicious day, they made a banquet, a Giki and Anunnaki to it they invited. Ansar, unsuspecting, to celebrate with his brother also came. Nibat, his spouse's sister, prepared the tables, footstools she also set. She beautified herself with lyre in hand and a song to mighty Ansar she sang. So she's, she's whoring herself up, if you will, to try to gain his attention. Um, Satu, before him, chose roast meat cut with salted knife for him, fatlings he served. Shamgaz, in a large goblet, new wine to offer uh, to Ansar offered. Sorry, guys. Again, this is tough read. So, an admixture for him made a large vessel, mighty to look upon, with elixir wine he gave him. In good humor was Ansar. Merrily he arose and sang with cymbals in his hand. He chanted. Then by the admixture wine he was overcome. He slipped him a mick. That's what he did. He slipped him a mick. To the ground he fell. Let us for sound sleep take him. The host to others at the banquet said, they, ans they answer to, an to another chamber carried. In a coffin they laid him. Oh, shit. They're burying him alive. The coffin with tight seals they closed. Into the sea they threw it. Oh, shit. They tossed his ass in the sea. It's uh, shitty. When word of what happened... Asta reached to Marduk, her husband's father. She raised a wailing. Ansar, to his death in the sea in the sea depths, was brutally thrown. Quickly, must be the coffin found. They searched the sea for Ansar's coffin. By the shores of the dark-hued land, it was found. Inside, a stiff body of Ansar lay. From his nostrils, the breath of life departed. Inside, the stiff body of uh, let's excuse me, Marduk, his clothes rent. On his forehead he put ashes. My son, my son. Serapent cried and wept. That's uh, Marduk's wife, so his mother. Uh, great were her grief and mourning. Enki was distraught and wept. The curse of Cain, K-A-I-N, K-N, or Cain, is repeated. To his son in agony, he said. Asta to the high heavens, a wailing raised to Marduk for revenge in air uh, an appeal she made. So she's basically saying somebody avenge him. Satu, his death must meet. By your own seed, a successor, let me conceive. Let 
by your name, his name be remembered, the lineage surviving. This, alas, cannot be done, Enkitu Marduk in Asta said. The brother who killed the brother's brother must be the keeper. For his for this, Satu must be spared by the seed and heir to Asar you must conceive. In other words, all right, let me break this down jarhead style. What he's basically saying is you can't kill the other son because then the bloodline or the name line will die with with uh, uh, Satu. So because Ansar is already dead, Satu is the other brother, and uh, there's no one else to carry on the male lineage. So rather than killing Satu, you have to conceive another child. By these twists of fate, Asta was baffled, distraught, the rules to defy she was determined. Before the body of Asar was wrapped in the shroud in a shrine preserved, now that's interesting because that's, I believe, Jewish tradition, is to wrap the body in a shroud. Um, I think it's many religions actually have it, so it's there. there you go. From his phallus, Asta, the seed of Ansar, extracted, oh boy, Jesus, Mother Mary and Joseph. So, uh, yeah, she uh, she went into his, his uh, cash and prizes down there, if you will, and uh, extracted uh, his, his stuff uh, so that they could impregnate somebody else. With it, at, with it, Asta herself made conceive an heir and adventure to Ashar will be born. Uh, to Enki and his sons, to Marduk, his brother, Satu, word delivered. The sole heir and Marduk successor I am of the land of the two narrows. I will be the master land of the two narrows. So let's kind of figure out what that is. So it's uh, basically a land in between two mountain ranges, if you will. Um, I would have to say in my assumption that's somewhere basically where ancient Babylon was. Um, if I had to guess. Before the Anunnaki Council, Asta, the claim refuted with Astar's heir, I am child. I'm with child. So she's saying, yeah, you're not the, the heir because Astar's, uh, Astar, Astar's, Jesus, God, uh, heir, she's with, with his son. Among the rivers, bull rushes with the child, she hid the wrath of Satu she was avoiding. Huron, she called the boy, to be his father's avenger, she raised him. Satu, by this, was dis disconcerted shamgaz from abyssins did not retreat from earth year to earth year the agigi and their offspring from the landing place spread on unto the borders of tillum nin uh, nin nin oh boy i apologize nin Hersog's sacred region closer they moved to overrun the place of the celestial chariots the agigi and their earthlings uh, threatened oh so the uh we're seeing a little bit of a, I guess you will, the, the civil war of these people because you have uh, the Agigi are moving closer and closer to the celestial chariots place and, uh, with earthlings. So these are your wars uh, of where the gods were using earthlings to help them fight. In the dark-hued lands, the child Huron by Earth's quick life cycles to grow to a hero grew by his great uncle Gibble was Huron adapted, adopted. By him, he was trained and instructed. From him, Gibble's wings sandals for fish, for soaring fashioned, to fly like a falcon he was able. For him, wait, 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 wait. Wing sandals. Well, there's your Icarus story right there in Greek mythology. 
Uh, Gibble was given wind sand, winged sandals for flying, uh, and like a falcon, he was able to. So there's your there's your Kid Icarus uh, reference in Greek mythology. From him, Gibble, a divine harpoon made. Its arrow bolts of missiles were. There you go. Um, in the highlands of the south, did him Gibble the arts of metals and smithing teach. The secret of metal, call, uh, metal called iron, Gibble to Horon revealed. From it, weapons Huron made. From loyal earthlings, an army he raised. To challenge Satu and the Agigi northward, across land and river, they marched. When Huron and his earthlings, army the border of Tillam, the land of the missiles, reached. Satu to Huron, words of challenge sent. So they're going to have a pissing contest if you will between us two alone is the conflict let us one in one in contest meet in the skies above Tila uh, I want to know what Tillum is T-I-L-M-U-N interesting in the skies above Tillum Satu in his whirlwind for combat Huron awaited when Huron toward him like a falcon skyward sword a poison dart at him Satu shot like a scorpion sting it it Huron felled uh again i'm seeing a lot of uh, uh i guess you can say um uh, kid icarus is what i'm the, the story of icarus here because again he flew up to the sky and he shot him and he fell out of the sky when Asta this saw, a cry to heavens she sent forth. For Ningazida she cried out. From his celestial boat, Ningazida came down to save the hero for his mother he came. With magic powers, Ningazida, the poison to benevolent blood converted. So he got rid of the poison. By morning was Huron healed. From the dead he was returned. Then with a fiery pillar like a heavenly fish with fins and fiery tail, Ningazida to Huron provided. Its eyes from blue to red to blue, their colors changed. Uh, what the hell is that? Um, it's an interesting weapon, whatever the hell it is. Toward the triumphant Satu, Huron in a fiery pillar sword. Far and wide, each other they chased. Fierce and deadly was the battle. At first, Huron's fire, fire, uh, fiery pillar was hit. Then with his harpoon, Huron Satu smote. Uh, to the ground, Satu crashing came down. By Huron in tethers, he was bound. So Satu's toast. He got, he got his ass whooped. When before the council, Huron with his captive uncle came. They saw that he was blinded. His testicles squashed like a discarded jar he stood. Jesus. Let Satu, blind and airless, live. So did Asta to the council say. To end his days as a mortal, among the Agigi, the council his fate determined. Um, triumphant was Huron, declared the throne of his father to inherit, and a metal tablet was the council's decision inscribed. In the Hall of Records they placed it. That's interesting. Hall of Records. Uh, I believe that's in the... Uh, uh, where did I hear that Hall of Records before? Was that in, um, I believe that was in uh, uh, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. I believe that was in there, which is interesting that it's being talked about in here as well. <clears throat> 
In his abode, Marduk, with decision, was pleased. By what had happened, he was sorrowed. Though Huron, a son of As- Asar, his son was. From Shemgaz, the Agigi, was de- he descended. Um, <clears throat> a domain, one as among the Anunnaki alloc- uh, allocated to him, was not given. Having lost both sons in each other, Marduk and Serapent solstice sought. In time to them, another son was born, Nabu, prophecy bearer, they named him. <clears throat> now, this is the account of why in the faraway, a new chariot place was built. This is called the faraway. Um, I just want to just go out and say that you know most of where we've been talking has been Mesopotamia, Egypt, and they talk about the land to the north, the cedar, the where the cedar places or the cedar trees are. That, I believe, is Lebanon. Um, which, again, is the cedar trees are in Lebanon that's on their flag of the country right now. Um, so when they're talking about the far away, this is where I believe that they're talking about um, South America, where you have the Nazca lines. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, this is just kind of what I'm thinking. And, uh, again, I've read this before, so we're going to we're gonna dive into this right now. Now, this is the account of why in the fairway the new chariot place was built and the love of Demuzi and Inanna that Marduk by Demuzi's death disrupted. It was after the contesting of Horan and Satu and their aerial battle over Tillam that Enki, his three sons, to council summoned. With concern to them of what was happening, he said, in the beginning the earthlings in our image and after our likeness we made. Now the Anunnaki offspring in the image and likeness of earthlings became. Ah. Then it was Cain, uh, Cain, who his brother killed, and now a son of Marduk, his brother killed. For the first time ever, the Anunnaki offspring from earthlings an army raised. So this is the first. Oh, okay. So he's basically saying that this is the first time that an Anunnaki offspring ever raised a army of earthlings. So the earthlings weren't never used in combat before. Weapons from metal of the Anunnaki secret in their hands be placed. Oh, so the the earthlings were taught how to make weapons. From the days when Alalu uh, and Anzu are legitimacy challenged, disruption and rule-breaking by the Agigi continued. Now the beacon peaks of in the domain of Marduk are located. The landing place by the Agigi is held. Oh, okay. So the landing place may be uh, where they landed back on Earth after the deluge, which would be the Twin Peaks. Um, either it's going to be uh, the Mount Ararat, or in here, Arata, or it's going to be uh, uh, Egypt. Now toward the chariot, uh, place of the chariots, the Agigi are advancing. Okay, so yeah, it's definitely from from basically Babylon, uh, south of the um, um, Mount Ararat. They're working their way down to uh, Egypt. And if we know, uh, excuse me, the story of the Philistines, yeah, they were constantly in war with, with Egypt. Um, uh, in the name of Satu, to all heaven-earth facilities they claim will lay. So did Enlil to his three sons say. To take counter steps to them, he proposed an alternative heaven-earth facility in the secret, in in secret established. We must let in, let it in Inerta's land be 
beyond the oceans in the midst of trusted earthlings come to be. So he's talking about past the oceans, which I'm assuming he means the Atlantic, to the other side of the world uh, and do it in secret. Thus was the secret mission in the hands of Ninurta entrusted in the mountain lands between, beyond the oceans beside the Great Lake, uh, Lake Titicaca, maybe, um, a new bond heaven-earth he was setting up with an enclosure he placed it. At the foot of the mountains where the gold nuggets were scattered, a, a plain with firm ground he chose, on it for ascent and descent markings he made. Primitive are the facilities, but the purpose they will serve. So did Inerta to his father and Lil in good time declare. From there, gold shipments to Nibiru can come. From there, in need, to we too can ascend. At the time, what... What uh, at that time, what as a blessed event began as a horrible occurrence ended. At that time, Demuzi, Enki's youngest son to Inanna, Nanar's daughter, a liking took Inanna and Lil's uh, granddaughter by the Lord of Herding was captivated. A love that knows no bounds engulfed them, a passion their hearts inflamed. Many of the love songs that for a long time thereafter were sung in Nana and Demuzi, there were first to sing them by song their love they recounted. To Demuzi, his youngest son, Enki, a large domain above the Abzu allotted. Malula, the black land, was it named. Um, highland trees there grew, its waters abundant were. Large bulls among its rivers roamed, great number were its cattle. Silver from the mountains came, its copper bright as gold was a glitter. Greatly beloved was Demuzi by Enki after the death of Ansar, he was favored. Of his youngest brother, Marduk was jealous. Inanna, by her parents, Nanar and Ningal, was beloved. And Lil, by her cradle, sat. Jesus. This is like a giant genealogy thing that they're just kind of rattling off here. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to read some quiet, some comments here. Adapt. What is it about Freemasons and Rosicrucians doing everything on Thursday? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do our, uh, we do our podcast on Thursdays and, uh, Sundays as well. Uh, you can catch us at Eastern time, uh, four o'clock. We do it on there as well. Uh, this is just a podcast special on doing the lost book of Enki, something I brought up, uh, a while ago. So, uh, I'm already in the 11th tablet. I think there's two more, maybe one more and, uh, I'll be finished with this and then I'll move on to something else. But, um, Let's see here. Let's get back into this. Uh, uh, she was in Lil by her cradle set. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, appreciate the, uh, the support. Uh, David Alistine. I think I said that right. I'm, uh, I'm shitty with names. And uh, if you're an avid listener, you know I already am. So take no offense to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, let's get back into this. Um, of journeys and heavens of the celestial boats from her brother Utu, she learned a skyship of her own to roam in Earth's skies to her, the Anunnaki presented. After the deluge on the, on the landing platform, Demuzi and Inanna, their eyes to each other set. At the dedication of the Ar 
artifice mounts was between them a warm a warm encounter. I uh, must be talking about the uh, pyramids because they're artifice mounts. Hesitant at first they were, he of Enki's clan, she of Enlil's offspring. Interesting. I wonder if this is where we get our story about uh, Romeo and Juliet. What do you think, Shakespeare? Did you pull that one from this? Maybe. When Ninursag, for peace and disrupting, clans together brought Inanna and Demusi away from the others to be together managed, love to each other they professed. Oh, so they broke away from the crowd to get some uh, get some tail off in the woods somewhere. Fifteen minutes for Joe shows up. As they went strolling together, sweet words of alluring to each other, they said, side by side, they lay down, one heart with the other heart chatted. Around her waist, Demusi put his arm like a wild bull to take her he wished. Let me teach you, let me teach you, to Inanna, Demusi said. Gently he kissed them. Oh, shit, here we go. Uh, gently he, she kissed him, then to him of her mother she spoke. What fib could I tell my mother? What words will you tell Ningal? Say this is the this is the Romeo and Juliet story right here. What do I say to my parents? What do I say to my parents? <laughs> um, let us our love, my mother, tell a joy cedar perfume she will on a sprinkle to the dwelling place of Ningal, Inanna's mother. The lovers went to them. Ningal, her blessing gave. Oh, all right. Of Demusi, the mother of Inanna, approved. Lord Demusi, as a son-in-law of Nanar, you are worthy to him. She said, "Guess not, because the mother, the 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 mother-in-law, uh, she gave her, she gave them the green light." Demusi, as a bridegroom by Nanar himself, she welcomed Inanna, uh, Inanna's brother Utu. Let it so be," said. Perchance the espousing peace between the clans truly will bring, because oh, you got two sides of the family pissing at each other all the time so maybe if we get married we'll uh we'll work some shit out once the old timers die off kind of like a masonic lodge that's screwed up i apologize when of the love of uh, love in betrothal demusi to his father and brother spoke enki of peace through espousal also was thinking his blessing to demusi he gave so enki's given the green light demusi's brothers all except marduk about the espousal were joyful marduk's a prick i've just figured this out marduk's a jerk off like everything he's pissy about everything i want a crown and i want the, the i want to be and here he is pissing again unbelievable um, a bethronal bed of gold by Gibble was fashioned. Nurgle, blue-hued lapis stones sent. Sweet dates, a fruit by Inanna favored. Beside the bed, they pl pile placed. Under the fruits and the beads of lapis, they hid for Inanna to discover. Uh, so there you go. That's basically, you know, when you get married and you get your friends or, you know, they end up... Uh, Putting all the gifts in the in the the marital bed the night of after the wedding, uh, when they put all the gifts in there and the stupid kinky shit that they put in there, and you're, you're getting it right here. This, that's I guess where that comes from. Interesting shit you learn. Marduk totally has a golden child complex. Started in Enuma Elish. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. He definitely is. He thinks he's an entitled little shit. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Moving on. 
as a custom was to perfume and clothe Inanna, his sister Demuzi went. Gedashina, a sister-in-law to be, was her name. To her, Inanna, what was in her heart revealed of her future with Demuzi to her, she said, I have a vision of a great nation, uh, a vision of a great nation I have as a great Anunnaki Demuzi there will rise. So Demuzi is, she's, she's saying this guy's going to be king shit at some point. His name over others shall be exalted. His queen spouse I shall be. Princely status we will share. Rebellious countries we shall gather together. We shall together subdue. To Demuzi I will give, I will status give the country I will rightly direct. Boy, that's a, that's a, God damn, she ain't, she laying it down. She's saying, holy shit, we're going to get, we're, I'm going to control this crap. Again, I want to be clear, uh, in this, the females don't have power. The, they're, they're, they're second class to the males, uh, kind of where we get that from, which is, we're getting out of that. But whatever, uh, you're seeing that the males have dominion over the females. So now this chick is saying, through him, I'm going to run this shit. Good for her. Um, to do, uh, let's hear, Inanna's vision of rulership and glory by Gedashina to her brother Marduk were reported. By Inanna's ambition, Marduk was greatly disturbed to Gedashina, a secret plan he told. Ah, uh, yep, so Marduk says, uh, yeah, that shit ain't happening. I got this on lockdown. I'm the next to rule. I'm not dealing with Demusi. So uh, here we go. To her brother Demusi, to the herder's dwelling, Gedashina went. Lovely to behold and perfume to her brother Demusi, thus she said, Before with your young wife in your embrace will, uh, with you will sleep. A legitimate heir by a sister born you must have. Ah, oh, so there's the sisters coming on to the brother. Here we go. Dirty incest. This is where your English kings got it from. Inanna's son to succession shall not be entitled on your mother's knees. He will not be raised. She put his hand on her head and she put his hand in her hand. She pressed her body against his body. Dirty. My brother, with you I will lie down. Bridegroom, with you a peer of Enki we shall have. So did Gedashina to Demusi whisper, a noble issue issue from her womb to have. Into her womb, Demusi poured the semen. By her caressing, he fell asleep. During the night, Demusi had a dream, a premonition of death he envisioned. Oh, that's never good. In the dream, seven evil bandits saw he saw coming into his dwelling. The master has sent us for you, son of Detour. To him they said. They chased away his his oes, his lambs, and kids they drove away. The headdress of the lordship they took off his head, a royal robe of body the royal robe off his body they tore, the staff of of shepherding they took and broke his cup from his peg they threw down naked and barefooted they seized him in fetters they his hands bound in the name of the princely bird and the falcon they left him dying 
Disturbed and startled, Demuzi in the middle of the night awoke to Gedashina, the dream he told. The dream is not favorable, Gedashina, to the distraught Demuzi said. Marduk of raping me will accuse you. Evil emissaries to arrest you he will send. Oh, so this chick knew what that was coming. <laughs> Set his ass up. Don't trust them if they come. Do they make it easy? Don't trust them. That's all I'm saying. And that goes either way. Make them work for it. Uh, to to try you and disgrace you, he will order the liaison with Enlilite to dis, disunite. As a wounded beast, Demuzi, a cry roared out. Betrayal, betrayal, he shouted. Yeah, no shit. You got your ass set up. To Utu, Inanna's brother, help me, words he sent. The name of his father, Enki, as a talisman, he uttered. Through the desert of Amush, the snake's desert, Demuzi rushed to escape. To the place of mighty waterfalls from the evildoers, he ran and hide. When the gutter, the gushing waters, the rocks to slippery smoothest made, Demuzi slipped and fell. The onrushing waters, his lifeless body in a white froth swept away. Oh, shit. So this guy didn't even get a chance to get assassinated. His dumbass slipped on wet rocks and busted his grape open, and uh, the waters took him away. Matt Goldswizzle, what's going on, brother? Uh, we're going to be getting into a, a real episode in about, uh, eh. oh, whenever Joe shows up. Uh, so before, so I'm halfway through this tablet. It's quite long. And uh, so I'm going to shut this off here. I'm going to give Joe a chance to get up here and uh, we'll be back. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Again, that was uh, Lost Book of Enki. We're about halfway through it and uh, we'll continue on. Let me know what you guys think uh, about that crazy shit. Uh, a lot of correlations, I think, with uh, modern day stories. Uh, again, brought up the Kid Icarus, brought up the story of um, Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare. I'm sure he's tied into some of this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, a dumbass who got played and then busted his ass and cracked his head open. Nice. Anyway, for the Freemason podcast, like I said, stick around. We'll be back in about uh, 10, 15 minutes.